Premier League season 2020-21 preview. History repeats itself. So, does that mean we might see a repeat of last season, where Liverpool romped home to the title? Maybe we're about to witness a repeat of the 2004-2005 season, where Roman Abramovich opened his checkbook and it led to Chelsea running away with the title. Or maybe we'll see a repeat of the 2002, 2003-05-06, 08-09 and 2017-18 seasons, where West Brom were relegated. Live on a single recording by the entire More Than A Game panel today. Yep, that means we've got Colby, Jesse, Damo, George and Andy all here on board to unpack in detail every Premier League team for this upcoming season. Gents, bumper pod today. Colby, what refreshments do you have on hand for this bumper pod? Glad you asked, Tommy. I've got a uh, a little... uh Little little coffee here, ready to go, and uh, a little 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 cinnamon scroll uh, just to, to just to get me through the afternoon, mate. Uh, just you know, I need, need a sweet treat to keep me going. Good, good to keep the uh, the blood sugar levels up. Damo, what about you, mate? Uh, I have a beer in tow, ready to crack. Oh, just like that, very soon. No, um, not going to drop a brand or anything like that. No, no, no tie-ins. No, no, no sponsors. George and Andy, we've got you from, uh, I was going to say across the ditch, but it's it's more like a chasm, I guess. Uh, George, what have you got in, in way of uh, uh, refreshments today? Well, boys, it's 8.55am, so just, just sipping lattes at the moment, just working working our way up to breakfast. Andy, you'd have uh, probably, what, a macchiato there, would you, or what have you got? Andy's got nothing, he's just, oh. just happy to be here. Oh, just fresh, <laughs> fresh out of bed, got a big cup of enthusiasm. or lacking a big cup of enthusiasm (laughs) and last but not least jesse mate uh look we've just done our a-league pod uh review as well uh what have you got to keep your keep your blood sugar levels up well you know i've got a parrot dog uh, ipa six percent um and you know i'm gonna need some support to get me through guys because uh, once i'm at the bottom of this one uh, I, i could be seen double so um brave yeah, yeah just just uh just gonna need all the support i can get brave i am um, during the week i i got some uh some ipas delivered from from down near my old place in cheltenham in in melbourne and they're i think they're like nine percent which and like one can is three standard drinks so uh, i won't be having one of those this afternoon <laughs> maybe we get jesse to go a bit earlier uh, boys. yeah that's right <laughs> Alrighty, um, look, it's time to get into some Premier League stuff, though. Um, it's been, what, all of, I think, five weeks since the season finished. But um, uh, with that comes, uh, I guess, probably a compacted season with the, the late start. Um, d- does anyone have uh, any, any ideas on, on what this might mean in terms of a, a compacted season, uh, fatigue setting in? Uh, Colby, have you got anything in mind? Mental fatigue, Tommy. I think it's going to play a big part. I think you'll you'll see only the, only the only the strongest teams mentally uh, getting through. So, um, you know, West Ham's going to be right up there. 
Yeah, I think that's pretty unlikely after the last 24 hours events. Uh, Andy, have you got uh, any any ideas on what might um might what might come with a compacted season? Oh, I mean, I, I think we'll, we'll be saying the same thing we did uh, coming into the, the, the uh, following the, the restart, and that's that you know, teams with, with the deep squads are obviously the in theory should be the most um, the most advantaged by a compacted season, but you know may, may not necessarily be the case. And the teams in the Europa League are just fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, if they weren't already, like, the curse of the Europa League is, uh, is even stronger this year. It's a good point uh, that you raise about squad depth and how important that's going to be because, I mean, in the last uh, four weeks, there's already been two votes about whether or not the Premier League should uh, should stick with five uh, substitutions or whether it should revert to three. Now, it, you, as you'd expect, uh, all of the teams not in European competition have, have uh, voted together to, to stay with three. Um, boys, what are your thoughts on this? Damo, have you got any particular thoughts? I'd like to see it stay as three. For no particular reason, other than Sheffield United aren't in Europe, and I'm a bit salty about it. <laughs> it's a magic number. Yeah, I would have thought you would have been hoping to uh, get any possible advantage so that uh, Sheffield United's chances of staying up would we'll be We'll talk about improved. that later. <laughs> All right. Um, do you think uh, this is go- uh, going to have any sort of flow-on effects to possibly the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup this season, um, Jesse? Mate, um, to be completely honest, I couldn't give a fuck about the Carabao Cup, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um, what percentage of those are you, Jesse? The scary sip. thing is, this is, new, this is my first sip, actually, Andy, so, um, you know, if this is a sign of things to come, then, and you know, get ready for a, a wild ride. But, uh, yeah, for me, Carabao Cup is um, the least of my concerns this year. In fact, if you completely uh, cut the competition altogether, I couldn't give a fuck. Back to you, mate. <laughs> What about what about you, George? Would you agree with that? Do you, does Chelsea and, and Lampard do they not give a fuck like uh, like Liverpool and some of their supporters? Well, uh, I think I think a lot of teams will be trying to blood their you know their youth teams in, in the early rounds of the FA Cup and most of the Carabao Cup, I'd say, just to, to manage. And you've also got you've got the compacted season, and you've got the Euros right right at the uh, the back end of, of the season. So yeah, it'll be. A lot of juggling and a, and a lot of work for the um, the conditioning guys, I guess, and the and the medical teams. Yeah. A lot yeah, of soft sports tissue injuries scientists. coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the the Euros obviously were delayed twelve months. Um, does this? Do you think this is going to play on on the minds of uh, of players, of coaches uh, leading into this season? Colby, do you think it's going to have much of an impact? Come again, Tommy. Sorry, just too busy cracking my. <laughs> <laughs> We're on fire here once again, listeners. We're talking about mental fragility again. <laughs> so that, that, that was my first point. So I'll cut to demo. Go with your pick it up. Um, uh, can you repeat the question? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making me work hard with the editing this year. Um, Andy, what about you, mate? Do you think the Euros is going to play much of a much of a part uh, in in this upcoming Premier League season? So that was the question. Okay, everyone was waiting for that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, especially if you're if you're a young and a, a fringe player in in each squad, obviously you'll have have an eye on on the Euros. Um, yeah. Any more than like a regular season would? Well, yeah, I think because the the close proximity, it's not like you'll then have uh, a gap and uh, you know manager, the managers for the Europe will be looking to like sort of firm up their squads early on. 
um, and they won't have much time after after the season. So uh, I think I'll have a keen eye on all their players throughout throughout the year. They're not going to have any time. Like it's just like the, the players just finished the last season. A lot of them were playing in Europe European competitions yeah. for the bigger teams, and then um, you know the seasons basically start. You know the the charity shield community shield was last week. Did I didn't even know about it basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, and now the season starts. Sort of, I'm not. I'm not aware yeah, of it. It's, it's crazy. So they're not even going to have time to think about the Euros. They're not even going to have time by the time that you know, the next season's already started. By the time that season finishes, then they'll, they'll probably pick the Euro squads. Like, so it'll be like mid-season. It won't yeah. be like they'll have time afterwards. But. And and where we will see the real issues is is the following season, right? Because that's going to be that's basically going to be back to back as well, isn't it? All the yeah. top players are just going to yeah, go straight right, through right. for like three years in a row. And then you've got the World Cup in December yeah. 2022. Yeah. So I don't even know how that's going to work. It's basically going to be like this for the next three years. So I, I don't know. Don't, so don't plan your long holidays because there's going to be a lot of pods to record. To answer your question, answer your question, Tommy, it's just going to become like the never-ending story. So I hope that clarifies a few things. Indeed. Alrighty, boys. Uh, look, there is there's one final thing that um, probably in the last 24 hours does appear as though it has firmed up a little bit, and that's uh, the subject of one Argentine fella who currently is in Spain. Um, do you think uh, Do you think we've heard the last of uh, the Messi saga uh, in this transfer window in particular, um, Jesse? Well, I mean, there's a, there's been a few cynical comments in the group chat from us about uh, you know. Is this, just, is this just a big arm wrestle uh, between uh, Messi and the president and what's different about this occasion to previous years, the fact that it's gone so public I mean everyone's got their opinions but um, it does look like regardless if he wants to be there or not that the uh, they're going to stick to their guns on the contract um, and is it worth um, going through a prolonged legal battle when he could just uh, basically sulk for 12 months which is looking like what might happen so um, yeah, it doesn't look like he's going anywhere at the moment, Tommy, just because of the fact that he can't wiggle out of that uh, line in this contract. But I mean, you know, I'm not the qualified legal expert on the MTAG legal team. Oh, I think this, this is <laughs> a if question. Only, if only there was a lawyer or, or something on there on the panel. We should we should we should try and call up Messi's dad, who seemed to be pretty pretty au fait with the terms of his contract. Um, the bush lawyer, if I've ever heard of one. I think you could just get a word from Messi himself if you just do what uh, goals seem to do and just rock up at his house and he'll let you in for an interview. So. Well, he's basically being held against his will at Barcelona for this season, so that, that always, that's always going to go well. The, the scariest part is the sulking Messi being held against his will will probably still score 50 goals this year. Sure. <laughs> so, 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 so what are we saying? that well, He's held against his will for, for one year in the, the Barcelona basement. Um, and then what next year he's going to like are well, we going to do this dance again and like you know play with the collective willies of Manchester City for we'll do year this we'll do this every year until he decides to go to Newell's old boys and not Manchester City <laughs> <laughs> nobody's playing with Manchester City's willies except for Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the, I think I think the proof will be in the pudding next year. Like that, we'll really be able to put this um, is Messi just a big bullshitter to bed next year, right? Because his contract runs out, so he's either going to sign a new deal or he's going to yeah. leave. So we really will know next year. But right now, we don't know if he's bullshitting or not. But he's probably bullshitting. This was just all the long con to get everyone to stop talking about the fact Barcelona lost eight <laughs> two. <laughs> he's playing the long game.
uh, Premier League chat for now, just uh, general chat. What we will do now is um, we're gonna we're gonna move through each of the each of the respective teams. Uh, we got one panel member who's going to be reviewing each team in detail, um, and in order to do that. The run sheet is scrolling really slowly with six people in it. Um, we're going to be going through uh, last season's finish, um, the transfers in and out, uh, what fans should be excited about, what they should be nervous about, predicted finish, and also touch upon maybe the club's social media game, their mascot, um, uh, or how their kit is for this season. So um, without any further ado, uh, Georgie Boy, kick us off with Arsenal, mate. Lovely, lovely. And... Uh Basically, uh, reporting live from Arsenal as well, guys. So yeah. You get that extra, get a little bit of extra insight um, as well, which is good. As I this is a, the extra detail that you get on more than a game, is, unlike other Australian right. football podcasts. This, this, this is a podcast only, so listeners can't actually see this, but George and Andy are actually standing outside of uh, Arsenal's ground right now. <laughs> reporting live from the Emirates. Nothing's going on as usual. Yeah, it's um, very quiet. <laughs> In, in fact, everyone is going to be reporting live directly from the respective stadiums of every team in this podcast. <laughs> if only we figured out how to change the backgrounds on Skype, guys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right. So, uh, Arsenal Football Club. So, the reigning FA Cup and um, Community Shield uh, holders. Um, I think most Arsenal fans will remind you of that. Uh, last season's finished, eighth. Most <laughs> Arsenal fans won't remind you of that. Um Bit of bit of bit of trivia and, and, and some stats for you to just to see how consistent Arsenal have been the last four seasons. They finished fifth. So does that mean they'll finish fifth, fifth again? So, they follow that pattern. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the Fibonacci sequence. So. <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of um, a bit of other stuff for you guys. Um, they, they've hired uh, Andreas Georgson, so. I didn't know who he was until I looked at this, but he's a Brentford's head of set pieces, um, and he's been enlisted to to help help set sort, sort them out from uh, free kicks and corners. So there you go. To so check that, watch watch this space for that. Is he, is he any good for throw-ins? I I don't know. I don't know if that's part of his um, expertise, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and Abamyang uh, was was extremely important for them, obviously last year, scoring twenty two goals. So on the transfer side. Um, They've done a bit of work, um, obviously bringing William in on that uh, three-year deal for some experience um, in, in the forward line. Um, uh, Cedric has been re-signed and uh, William Saliba uh, returning uh, from his loan spell. The, the biggest signing they've made is Gabriel, uh, a 22-year-old um, left-footed central defender. And um, word, word on him, he's, he's quite quick and, and quite good on the ball So and good in, good in one-on-one. So he came from Lille. Um, and uh, the other signing there, the, the, who's coming back, is uh, Ceballos. So, and that's good business. In terms of outs, there's still a few question marks on who's actually going out. Um, but the rumor has it that um, Bellerin is is being looked at by PSG. Uh, Socrates, uh, Napoli, and, and Kolasinac wants to go to um, Schalke, back to Schalke. And obviously, there's a big uh, annual question mark about Mesut Ozil, which hasn't been uh, resolved by Arteta. So just just quickly, uh, what what should fans be excited about? I think um, Arteta in his uh, first full season, uh, he did quite well last season in his in the limited uh, window he was there against big teams. But um, it'll be interesting to see what he can do against um, some of the smaller sides. And um, 
you know, and, and, and what, what should Arsenal fans be nervous about? I still think the defence and consistency, so and it's been a common theme for the, for the last few years, but, you know, having a, a solid defence is something Arteta needs to sort out and maybe with Gabriel and Saliba coming in, um, that that might might uh, be, be an option for them. Obviously, they've kept David Luiz, so Arteta obviously wants to use him, and then consistency throughout the season, I think, is important. Um, one to watch, I think Kieran Tierney, um, you know, he, he showed flashes late last year, but I think getting a full season um, under his belt uh, and playing every week as, as a left-back or left-wing-back will, will do him wonders, and I think he'll do quite well. Also, guys, um, one other thing to, to watch is who's going to play up front for Arsenal aside from Aubameyang? So they've got uh, William now, they've got Pepe, they've got Lacazette, and they've got Shaka as well. So... Who out of those guys is actually going to start week in, week out, aside from Aubameyang? And that'll be something Arteta needs to... Um, uh, Colby, do you, do you want to jump, jump in on something? Eddie Inkedia. Oh, yes, we forgot about Eddie Inkedia as well. So th- there you go. That's another one to the mix. But I mean... And, and, and Martinelli, though, he's coming off ACL, a, off a so, long-term injury, but he was, yeah. So I think I, I, he's got options and he's, he's going to have to figure out what he's going to do. I, I think he'll probably go with William and Pepe. In most games, but maybe 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 um, Pepe not so much. He doesn't truck back, so maybe not in the bigger games. But I think I think those guys will be in, and and Lacazette, Saka, and Tekia will be uh, on the bench for the most part. Uh, what's a successful finish, guys? I think I think winning the Europa League because they they qualified for the Europa League as FA Cup winners. Um, and all qualifying in the Champions, uh, actually qualifying in the Champions League, so coming in the top four. Um, do I think they'll do them? Uh, no, I don't. Um, and so where do I think they'll finish? At the moment, I think I've got them sixth in my uh, you know lot the virtual ladder. But um, I'd like to say just uh, for the record, you know, the the ladders is sort of in flux depending on how the transfer window goes, guys. So at the moment, I'm saying sixth, but um, you know, we, we shall see. Um, I think we'll, we'll just roll down to the, the, the kit. The new kit, uh, I don't mind the, the home kit, but can we talk about the away kit, guys? So, um, <laughs> you I've like seen, it or you don't like it? I've seen the, the American Psycho uh, memes, um, and I think I agree with them. The, the away kit is, is, is very strange, and I'd like your input on that. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of it. It's, it's right up Bellerin's alley, that's for sure. How's on the video, mate? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it looks like the bench top of like every Melbourne cafe. Next up is uh, Aston Villa by Damo. Are they going to be able to avoid relegation, mate? Uh, I don't think so. Not this year. Uh, I think the best bit of business they've done uh, is keep Grealish. Obviously, there's so many rumours about where he could go where he should go, how much he's worth. Uh, But Villa have done really well to keep him. Obviously, he wants to be at the club. Um, Staying up by one point last season, which, you know, you could debate was due to a a technical mishap is the only reason they stayed up. But they've, um, they've, they've brought in a few good names, actually. Well, player-wise, Matty Cash from Knott's Forest, who... I think they paid about 16, 17 million pounds for, who's been a, 
I think he was Forest Player of the Season last year. He had a good year in. He was actually Championship Player of the Season. Is he the actually? Championship Player of the Season? I thought he, he was, was just Forest indeed. Player of the Season, but there you go. So he clearly he's um, he's a talented player. Uh, I I don't know if a right fullback was what Villa needed, but uh, they've they've brought him on board. And as for other arrivals, they haven't signed anyone yet. I think Tommy, you and I were talking earlier. The transfer window doesn't close until early October and Villa are the kind of club that has still got two to three players to bring into their squad yet, uh, you'd imagine, because with this team, they're still going to go, they're going to go down, I I would assume, Um, especially the fact that they haven't replaced, uh, well, Danny Drinkwater didn't really have a great season last year, but his loan has ended. Um, Pepe Reina's loan has ended. Um, so they were depth, if for nothing else, that were at the club that have gone and they've brought nothing in to to add to that depth. Um, I don't know what you're excited about if, this season if you're a Villa fan. Um, I guess Matt Cash and what he can do because, you know, he's come in with, with a bit of a reputation. Um, you'd be nervous about going down, I think, would be the main thing. Um, and if Grealish gets injured, you know, he's the – everything of that team so um one to watch i think john mcginn had a he he was good in patches last year and he's he's got um he's got a hell of a strike on him and he loves a free kick he's got a good left foot so he'll, he'll be one to watch this year uh a successful season is obviously staying up for them um but i i predict that they'll they'll go down so Boys, is it? I, I I agree, Damo. Actually, McGinn, McGinn was injured for large parts of last year, so I think it, with with him playing at the full season, he gives them goals, which which they they really need. And he frees up space for Grealish as well. Like you really notice the drop off in Grealish um, when McGinn was injured. I mean, he had a, had a few games obviously where Grealish was ca- uh, carrying the team, but without McGinn there to sort of attract some attention of defenders and, and other midfielders. Yeah. Grealish, uh, it's a bit more pressure on saying, him. saying, Colby, there's a correlation between, um, Grealish's XG and McGinn being on the field. Um, Grealish XG, which stands for X Grealish. Um, what are your thoughts on that? What's that what it stands for? That's exactly what it stands for. I've always wondered it's about that. On Grealish all this time. Um, boys, another actual in that Villa have got is not a player. It's they brought in, um, Craig Shakespeare is an assistant manager. Obviously, he's been around. He was at Watford, I think, for a while last season, and a few other Premier League clubs. He was a he was the caretaker of Leicester for he's a been while, at Leicester a couple as well. of years back. Um, what do you think? Do you think, if anything, he can point. add to add to this, add to what they can do? <laughs> bit of bit of acting in there, maybe Jesse. Is that what you suggest? <laughs> Uh, whatever it is, it'll make for good theatre. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a great foil. A great foil for his teammates. All right, yeah. Tastic soliloquy at halftime. A bit wordy, though. Um, as for Villa's kit, boys, what do we think about uh, a Kappa kit? The, the kit the Kappa have put out this year for Villa? It gets, it gets the, the vintage kit lovers' tick of approval, so... I like it. Rate it. And they're on board with uh, the Kazoo shirt sponsor, like I think five or six other Premier League clubs this year. I think Kazoo might be (laughs) overcapitalising. 
I'm pretty sure they sell used cars or so something. So it's just like having Car City on your uh, <laughs> Car City sponsorship. I thought it was a musical instrument. Yeah. I, I think at this point, there's, there's one person who has a reputation, especially on this podcast, uh, for the OG listeners. Uh, there's one uh, one member who does have a history of selling uh, things in the secondary goods market. Uh, Ian, what are your thoughts on Kazoo as a That's uh, a real a deep cut, Tommy. That is a deep cut. Dealership. Don't want to quote, don't want to quote Ronan Keating, but you say it best when you say nothing at all. It's it's the yeah. gum it's the gum tree of uh, yeah. shirt sponsors for Premier League. <laughs> what was what was your best sale, Tommy? Was it the rug? I think I think it was your IKEA rug for for ten ten dollars or whatever it was. I think that was your best one. So importantly, we sold that rug for more than we were, what we actually bought it for. Made a profit. <laughs> Oh, I reckon I'd be the first person to make a profit off of anything from Ikea. Oh dear. All right. Um, uh, Damo, thanks very much for your, for your preview. Uh, next up is another possible relegation candidate, but uh, we'll, we'll hear what Colby's got to say about Brighton's chances this season. Wash your mouth out, Tommy. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the Albion are staying up. Uh, so when Graham Potter came in last season, boys, we were we were all uh, we were all a bit nervous. Um, Brighton fans were promised attacking, attractive football, and we all thought that that meant they weren't going to be very good defensively and that they would go down. Um, but Potter proved the doubters wrong in his first season, not only surviving but finishing two places higher than their previous season in fifteenth and brought in some attacking signings like Leandro Trossard from Belgium and Neil Mopay from the Championship. This season, um, they've also brought in a few key ins. Uh, Adam Lalana from Liverpool on a free. Um, he, he'll, he'll bring experience to that midfield, um, whose average age is under 25. So Lalana will bring some crucial experience. And, and, you know, he could be an Ings 2.0 in terms of the... Uh, the Liverpool uh, junk pile that we haven't seen too much of, of at Liverpool, but you know, put him in another team, and I think he'll I think he'll do really well, and I think he will do well under Potter. Um, and then you've got Joel Veltman, who might be one of the bargains of the season. Uh, Brighton activated their release clause for nine hundred thousand uh, pounds. He's twenty eight, uh, a right back. He can cover centre back. He's a Dutch international with twenty two appearances. He's uh, had over two hundred appearances for Ajax, and they've got him on a three year deal. So. Um, I think that could be really good for Brighton's defensive depth. Uh, and also Lars Dendonka uh, from Brugge, uh, the younger brother of Leander of Wolves. Uh, he's 23, he's a centre-back as well, and he's a, a Belgian youth international. So another we Belgian potter that works out. Uh, on to key outs. Uh, obviously, the, the biggest... I'm tearing oh. up. Just I'm actually I'm actually a bit emotional just, just thinking about this, boys. But... <sighs> Aaron Moy uh, has, has left the Premier League for Shanghai SIPG <laughs> to play with other ambitious players like Oscar and Hulk, who are not at all just there for a cheap payday, uh, for an undisclosed fee. Um, so, although he was who's more, who's more upset about this deal, Colby or Nicola Moy? I don't know. I think, I think Nicola and I, Nicola and I, are equally upset about this, and um, you know, we, we might have to have some words with Aaron. Um, because she's she's had some words with him um, via Instagram publicly, uh, saying that it was you know it's a bit weird you've left Aaron. Um, I'll just be here with our with our kids. Um, you know, see you when we see you. So when we see you, that was oh that was so uncomfortable. That's how that's how I feel about Aaron. Like oh, you not, know, not, just, to hijack, we'll see not to hijack, you. not to hijack this uh, um, intro 
into Brighton, but if, if anyone was likely to have a, a Chinese clause in their contract, it would definitely be <laughs> Coley. <laughs> That's a good shout. <laughs> I've got one, boys. I've got got one in my more than a game contract. I hope we I hope we never have to trigger it because uh, it could be pretty scary stuff. Um, given given my views on Taiwan, we all uh, need a safe week. <laughs> <laughs> and and my and, and my dislike. <laughs> Look, fans of Brighton, uh, there's still reason. I mean, I know it's hard to believe. I mean, you know, given the departure of Moy, but there are still things to be excited about at Brighton. We've still got Matty Ryan there, so that's that's very good for all concerned. But they should be excited about the development of their exciting attacking talent. And we wouldn't have thought this two seasons ago when we were talking about Brighton just being reliant or on the aging Glenn Murray as their sole source of goals. And his XG, he was outperforming his XG like more than Messi or something crazy like that. But now you've got Mope and Trossard, who are, who are still years away from their peak, um, and they've, they've both hit the ground running in their first season in the Premier League. So not, not to mention like exciting young players like Aaron Connolly and Steven Alzate um, keeping up the competition for spots. Um, and that's not even to mention other young, exciting players they've got coming through in other positions. So um, that, that's, all, that's all to look forward to. Um, but they should be nervous about the COVID restrictions for two reasons. Um, one is that the absence of fans could, um, could really hurt a team like Brighton who rely heavily on their home record and their, their home crowd. Um, their, their home record is very good and, and lack of fans at the stadium could affect that. Um, but then again, if the COVID restrictions ease, having more internationals in their squad could mean that the level could drop when they all have to travel away. So, um, yeah, Brighton will be a bit nervous about um, what's happening with the COVID restrictions. One to watch, uh, Tarek Lamperty, um, the right young right-back uh, who broke into the team last year. Um, looks like he's not going to have a lot of competition for that right-back spot um, unless they get someone else in. Obviously, they've got Veltman there, but maybe he'll be more of a centre-back. We don't know. Um but he could he could really fill his boots uh, with senior minutes and and Potter's style will suit him. I think he'll I think he'll have a big season. Um, a successful season for Brighton um, will be another comfortable lower mid table finish um, while developing players um, and enjoying their football. I think they will finish in fifteenth again, um, which will be a great result for them. Um, in terms of their kit, um, I, I think this is the best kit this season. This uh, this predominantly blue number from from Nike. With the little pinstripes and the and the um, and the polo collar, it's um, it's it's a bloody good looking kit. It was made for um, Lana, wasn't it? Just basically, it was custom made. It was for made him. for him. Look at it. Look at him. He doesn't even look dead inside in that photo. So <laughs> just just one more thing on that, um, Colby. Um, apart from Lalana looking dead inside, um, Ben White, I think it is. They're a young centre back yep. in the mm. in the team. I'm not sure if you mentioned him before, but he's no, uh, I didn't. But he's he, yeah, he's one to watch. He looks like he's going to be a good prospect. English. Yeah, and and it, and there are a bunch of teams that were after him. Probably Leeds, the most noteworthy of after it. It's a big loss for Leeds. Yeah, and and Leeds are going to have to uh, make sure that they um, uh, replace him uh, over this uh, over this transfer window. Um, is I got to say a hundred percent on board with uh, with you on this Brighton kit. It's got everything. It's got a great collar. It's got like the the Nike logo that kind of pops a little bit, but just not too much. Uh, it's got nice pinstripes. It doesn't try to overdo it. It's just oh, it's a work of art. Is this the best thing Lamar is going to do? In, in, in yes, a model it. To be honest. I'm just surprised he didn't get injured when he was modelling it. 
<laughs> Very good. All right. Thanks, Colby, for that Brighton preview. Um, next up is me and Burnley. Um, I think I had Burnley last season as well, and I remember thinking, oh, bloody hell, this team, this team is so bloody boring. And I've got them again for the preview. And I've got to say, going through them, um, not much has changed at Burnley. And I guess that's sort of one of the positive things about the club at the moment is that they don't have a lot of big changes. There's not a lot of ins other than a few young players. Uh, a couple of the outs are um, Joe Hart, Jeff Hendrick and, and Aaron Lennon have all left on freeze. And really, you'd have to argue that they probably won't be terribly missed. Um, last year, they finished 10th. And, and I think they're probably going to finish thereabouts again this season. Um, fans should be excited, um, if, if that's the right word for, for Burnley. Um, they should be excited because Sean Dyche is going to be, uh, still be there. Um, they haven't lost many key faces. Um, I think they should be nervous, though, if there's a, a run of injuries to, to a couple of key personnel. You've got like Jack Cork, for example. You take him out of that side, and I think that side would would, quite, uh, would kind of struggle. And if you, you lose a player like that for six months, it, it could be the difference between mid-table and, and uh, possibly getting involved in relegation talk. Tommy, is this um, like is this like how you said that Jack Wilshere was the key to oh, West Ham's success last year? Digging up old wounds already. <laughs> Speaking of injured players, Not even that West Ham is great. <laughs> too soon, mate. Too soon. Now Jack Cork has a has a pretty good injury record from memory. So um, look, I think Burnley will be will be pretty safe. But thank look, goodness for that. Uh, <laughs> he bounces back well. <laughs> In terms of one to watch, I think Dwight McNeil's going to have a, another good season, and his stock continues to rise. I guess um, I suspect My boy. we'll be here. Yeah, I suspect we'll be here in twelve months' time discussing where uh, Dwight McNeil might go if he has another good season. Because I think um, uh, Burnley would struggle to hold on to a, a good young English winger, um, in especially in the current climate as well. Um, what's a successful season for them? I think they wouldn't be happy with just mid-table. I think they want to be pushing for, for top seven and European spots. Um, and, and I think um, injuries uh, aside, or a good injury run um, pending, that they'll um, that they'll go close to that. I'm predicting that they'll finish 10th again, though. Um, in terms of the kit, um, they're one of the, the teams that are wearing Umbro again this season. Um, Umbro have done a pretty... Got to say, pretty uninspiring job. I think this season, um, all of their kits, including this Burnley one, are okay without being amazing. Um, I've given it six <laughs> underwhelming Umbro jerseys out of ten, um, uh, and and that's Burnley. Like I said, not not terribly inspiring, but you know they're going to be uh, pretty safely mid table. I reckon as long as Sean Dyche is is at the wheel. Um, next up, George. Um, are the big spending? Uh, East Londoners, uh, Chelsea, are they gonna are they gonna go big this season or West, West, West Londoners? West oh, yeah. And yeah, they're going big, Tommy. They're going big. Uh, George, just before you wind up the lawnmower, um, I just wanted to say, you know, who do you think's used more ink, um, Chelsea's transfer team or Michael Schofield <laughs> from prison break? Um, because the what amount of signings reference. coming out of Chelsea, Jesse's planned planned that line all week. <laughs> Yes, he's possibly all year. Prison break, uh, whilst yes. in lockdown. I, think. I am. I am. Oh well, look, look, boys. Uh, I, I think I've been to, I'm giving this season preview uh, for the last probably three to five months, uh, just with all the signings we've been making, and I, and I, I was sort of looking forward to the, this season. So it's it's pretty exciting. Throw throw everything you, you knew about Chelsea out the window last year. This is this is all new. 
This is just a football revolution. So Lampard's um, not going to play the kids? Lampard's playing playing the kids and he's playing uh, the, the superstar kids that we've, we've now signed. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter. As I said, don't worry about last season. Don't worry about the lack of defence. Don't worry about uh, the lack of goals. This season's just going to be a goal fest. You're going to have to watch every Chelsea game because they're going to be putting five or six in every week. So last season's finished fourth. This season's finished Jeez, first. Jeez, here he is. <laughs> oh, look on Andy's shit. face just then. <laughs> <laughs> just but just... <laughs> cannot, cannot wait to check the tapes. Check the tapes next season. It's going to be a leap. As I George, said, George, as I said earlier the, um... in the pod, I'm not locking in the predictions just yet. So this is this has got a bit of an aspect. That sounds pretty locked so, in so. to me. <laughs> so who, who's in? You know, the, the best young talent in Europe, uh, Kai Harvard signed. Uh, I thought you were talking about Chilwell. Um, 72 million. And best young you guys... talent. <laughs> Chil- Chili B. Chili B. Chili B. We're gonna need we're gonna need ten minutes for me to run through all the signings. So if you could just if you could just pipe down, everyone. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> the, the, the best young talent in Europe, Kai Havertz, signed last night, and uh, Chelsea have been lucky because you know if this was if, if this wasn't during Corona times, he would have gone to Real Madrid, Barcelona, or Bayern Munich. So. We've managed to, to pinch him, and I think he's going to be, you know, one of the world's best in a few years' time. So, Leverkusen were just happy to get a transfer fee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, that, they were they were asking for 130 million euros last year, and, and we've signed him for 72 million pounds. So, uh, got a Corona discount on him, and um, we got we got also Timo Werner, who scored overnight for Germany, leading the line for Germany. You know. 20 plus goals in the Bundesliga for the last few years. So um, pencil him for the golden boot this year, guys, um, for, for the Premier League. And Doesn't probably matter, the Champions it's a League, league. When we win it. Um, you know, obviously, Ben Chilwell, <laughs> um, the, the best best left back in the world at the moment. Um, <laughs> he's got Ashley Cole, you know. Is that a good thing? Defend, which is going to be good. <laughs> but, uh, he's, he's pretty sharp. <laughs> Learning off the best, guys. Learning off the best. You got uh, Zayat coming in as well uh, off the off the right wing. I've talked about him numerous times on the pod. Watch him. Watch him. He's going to be outside of Havertz and Pulisic. Um, And (laughs) Havertz will play inside, guys. In more of a number ten role. So inside the dugout. And. and the interesting one, uh, I think, uh, as well in the defence was uh, Thiago Silva coming in. So he's going to be the backbone of Chelsea's defence for the next four to five years. So great young kid, I, ageing, feeble I, backbone. I, I can't wait to see uh, Chelsea play a high line with Thiago Silva trying to chase back. <laughs> George, I've got to say, Thiago Silva in the Chelsea backline is going to be real um, John Terry's last season at Chelsea. Energy for me. I thought they got him yeah. to play in goals. <laughs> Well, you know, it's good. There'll be a bit of a South American uh, connection with uh, Willy Caballero uh, playing goals uh, for, the, for this season, I think. So we'll, we'll see. So, uh, so they're, they're the ins. They also signed a, a couple of a couple of young guys. Um, uh, and the forty young people that no one knows about that they're about to sell in six months' time. That's true. That's true. Uh, and the outs will probably. I mean, the outs are unknown at the moment. I think Emerson is being lined up to leave. Um, now that Chilwell's been signed, but nothing official. 
Um, and it, and it, it, it doesn't seem like there, there's much else. Jorginho, there were rumours, but I, I don't know if he'll actually go. Um, Bashuai is, you know, being shocked around, so he's not going to get a, a place in the team. Now we've got um, uh, Werner, uh, Tammy and Giroud, you know, as our, as our strikers. So uh, what should fans be excited about, boys? Um, just the goal fest. It's going to be a goal <laughs> fest every week. So take your pick. Take your pick. Um, who's going to who's going to score? You know, uh, how many goals a game is, is everyone going to score? Because it's going to be good. They're going to share it around. It's going to be very different to last season. Um, what should uh, fans be nervous about? Um, probably the defence. Uh, probably the goalkeeping situation. <laughs> but um, you know, we were nervous about it last year and still managed to come fourth. So. Obviously, and, and to say, I've got to say our defence has improved. So with with Elise Chilwell and, and Thiago Silva, and he, he, he's, a, he's a better defender than, um, you know, your, your Zoomers, your Christensen's, um, you know, uh, I think. And don't don't forget, George, that um, Chelsea signed Malang Sarr on a free from Nice as well. He's, he's, yeah, he's going to be lined out, though. Young centre-half. Is he? Yeah, yeah. So right. He won't play it, this season. Real Chelsea um, energy. Just a question, mate. Um, the identity of, of the team and the way they play, because, I mean, we've just talked about one of the greatest Ferraris in the history of Ferraris. Um, but, you know, one of the things we've learned in the Premier League over the years is that you can have a really fast car, but if you get stuck on the, uh, the M1 traffic at about 5pm, you can't really go anywhere. So um, how's Chelsea going to break down these teams that, like your Burnleys, who have absolutely no ambition and just want to park the bus? Well, put it on Giroud's head. Well, you, you do. We won't, we, won't, we won't need to do that, guys. You, 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 you've got Pulisic, you've got Kai Havertz, you've got Zayat, you've got, you've got Timo Werner. You've got so much creative attacking talent. You've got Hudson-Odoi coming off the bench. Um, you know, it, 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 we've got the keys now. We've got the keys to unlock any defence. And then, then you've also... Buttons. Just match them and press the skill move and, and the goals will come. It's going to be like FIFA where you play like nine up front, one defender, one keeper. Yeah. Thiago Silver at the back and Kepa. Thiago overlapping. Thiago and, and Willie at the back. So, yeah, the, the interesting thing will be um, for Lampard, you know, who, who's going to be the... Who's going to play alongside... Um, t- I'd, I'd say Timo Werner will play up top in, in the central role, but... You know, uh, you've, you've got you've got Pulisic, you've got Hudson Odoi, Zayat, you know, ha- Havertz. Um, so uh, you've got you've got options, and I, and I didn't mention the out the, the big outs. I think William, uh, we're going to miss his experience in, and consistency in in most games, and obviously we lost Pedro as well. So I think a big season that means it's going to be a massive season for Hudson Odoi and Ruben Loftus Cheek as well. Both coming off those serious injuries, didn't get much of a run last season, but. I think we'll see the best of them this year. So, um, mark mark that one down. Um, what have we got, uh, George? What about the what about the kit, mate? Yeah, uh, I've mentioned this before. I hate the kit. It's the it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm not buying it. Um, and it, it's because I'm biased towards three mobile. Um, I've, I've got a pending case with them with the ombudsman for the UK, <laughs> telecommunications ombudsman, and I, I won't be I won't be putting a cent into the kits and. Luckily enough for me, they're awful. Um, yeah, the, the, the most uh, the most contested our contract after Messi's was yeah. our choice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, and, and, and that that whatever that what do you call the the sky blue away kit? It's not even sky blue. It's uh, I don't even know, grey. That that polka dot grey thing. 
whatever it is. It's awful. It's I'm going to throw this. I won't be buying it. I'm going to throw this to the boys. Are you all on the same wavelength as George about the Chelsea kit this year, Damo? Yeah, um, just the garishness of the sponsor. I just think it's so bad. I think Are they we? should. I think they should do all of the numbers in the three mobile font. <laughs> the uh, the the away kit that George is talking about looks like a one of those like Simpsons glazed donuts with the little sprinkles on it. Oh, actually, that, I don't mind that. Once once you look at the three though, as like a hairy scrotum, it's pretty hard to undo that. Bring back oh, Yokohama. <laughs> Yeah, bring back Yokohama, definitely. Get Kazoo. Get Kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> Where was Kazoo? <laughs> All right, thanks, George, for your uh, Chelsea preview. Uh, next up, George with Crystal Palace. Oh, nice. yeah, back to back. Wowee. This is the hardest I've worked in months, boys. <laughs> we can tell. Yeah. Crystal Palace, uh, Roy Hodgson's boys, um, well, finished... Uh, season last season 14th and I think this season they'll be somewhere in in the mix in in that mid mid lower to mid table round uh, lower to mid table area so some some interesting stats and trivia boys um, they've got the ninth biggest wage bill in the league as of last year which is sort of surprising given um, the uh, lack of superstars in their squad so Whoever's uh, been doing their, their contracts has been very generous with the, the wages. Um, I guess that's how you attract people to Crystal Palace, eh? <laughs> um, obviously, we, we, we knew about this last year, but Kayla, the eagle, the mascot, died from a heart attack uh, in June, July last year. So I'll be interested to see if they get a new uh, eagle in. Um, yeah, rest in peace, Kayla. The original board fraud. You... <laughs> the original board <laughs> <laughs> And uh, surprisingly, uh, well, not surprisingly if you watch them, but Jordan Ayew was their top scorer and player of the year. So I think that just shows how average their season was last year if Jordan Ayew was their uh, player of the season and top scorer. Uh, in terms of in, they've, they've got one of the most exciting guys coming in from the championship, uh, Eberici Eze um, from uh, Crystal Palace. No, sorry, QPR, my mistake. QPR, this is Crystal Palace we're talking about. So he costs nine and a half million pounds, and he's, uh, people have been big raps on him the last couple of seasons. He's pretty exciting uh, playmaker, and uh, the thought is he'll sort of take some of that um, load off Wilfred Zaha back because um, I think Zaha is going to stay. No one can buy him. No one can afford him. Um, no one wants to pay the, the, the money to get him in at, at this time. So I think he'll be... He'll be a good foil uh, for Zaha and Ayu up front. Um, they've got Nathan Ferguson in from uh, West Brom, West Bromwich Albion. He's a 19-year-old uh, right back who's going to sort of uh, fill the void that um, Juan Bissaka uh, left uh, two seasons ago. Uh, they've also got a good uh, good signing in from uh, Chelsea, who played at Swansea last year, Connor Gallagher, combative uh, technical midfielder. Um, he's quite good. Um, uh, and I think he'll add some depth to their midfield, especially because they've got, um, you know, they've got an aging central midfield with Milivojevic and uh, MacArthur and and those guys um, and Kiate as well, who who might be off, who might be off um, if if rumours are to be believed. Um, so what 
what fans should be excited about. I, I think Hodgson is actually making a step to bring some youth in. So they've got a lot of these Premier League veterans in their team who have done a good job and who've been solid and, and will, you know, have contributed to, to keeping them up the last few years. But, you know, he's trying to in, inject some, some youth into the side. You know, you've got Ezzy, you've got the, the loan signing Gallagher, as I said, um, and uh, you, 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 he, Ferguson as well. So you, you've got some guys that are... He, Hodgson's trying to blend in the youth to the squad, but we'll, we'll actually see if he reverts back to his uh, reliable old guys and, 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 and um, you know, keeps things solid uh, going forward. But um, So I think that's something to be excited about. Obviously, Milivojevic taking penalties and free kicks are, are always exciting because he seems to score most of them. What fans should be nervous about? Obviously, goals. Goals are a massive problem uh, for them. So you've got Ayu and Zaha contributing uh, for the most part, but um, you know it, it's it's never good when Zaha's off the boil, and uh, you know they they always seem to struggle and and they have to kind of create a goal out of nothing as opposed to, you know, have, having having sort of something set in stone, a, a play or, or, or being able to open up defences very easily. So where I think, uh, what's a successful season for them? I think uh, not getting relegated, obviously, and being able to sort of blend that youth into the team and play some slightly more exciting football. Where do I think they'll finish? Uh, probably 14th again, guys. I think they're, they're, they're pretty solid at the back. Um, you know, Kale, Cahill and... and you know, was was an excellent signing for them last year, and I think uh, that'll that'll prove to hold them in good stead for this season. Uh, I know I was talking down about Chelsea's kit boys, but um, gee whiz, this has got to be this has got to be the 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 three worst kits in the league. Stinker, um, absolute stinker. And and actually, uh, this reminds me of the uh, I think the Chelsea third kit, which is uh, looks like a West uh, a Crystal Palace knockoff, but. Um, Palace have done done one one on Chelsea there with, with these three kits. Um, I don't know what's going on. I like the big W though. <laughs> w stands for wins. wins. <laughs> Colby. Boys, the, the the white one is is a big um, American Olympic yeah, vibe. G- with how tight it is, it's uh, like yeah. the gymnastics USA. outfit for the US Olympic team. <laughs> USA. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm happy that in this in the photo I've, I've shared with the group, Benteke is uh, modelling one of them because I think that'll be hopefully the last you see of him. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I don't know. He, he always seems to get a run out. So. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, George. All right. Um, Andy, uh, uh, how are Everton going to go this season? Oh, Everton. Uh, you know, <laughs> they've got they've got one of the best managers in the game, Carlo Ancelotti at the helm. Uh, you know, they finished last season in 12th. Uh, so, where are they going to finish this year? Well, probably about the same again. Um, as far as transfers yeah. in and out, uh, crickets. Uh, no, nothing, nothing would happen so far. But a lot of a, a lot a, a lot of very tasty rumours. Um, there's talk of Decore coming in. I think they've agreed agreed fees with him, so that so they've agreed personal terms with him, and he would be a big in for them. There's talk of Alan uh, from Napoli, and there's talk of James Rodriguez, all players. So. Uh, <laughs> Can someone check Tommy's <laughs> pulse? Well, do you remember when Everton won the won the transfer window in 2017? So if, and 2018-19. <laughs> yeah. Even new signings don't do anything. Exactly. And so, 
Well, it, it, yeah, look, it depends. They've got, <laughs> I said, you know, what, what should fans be excited about? I said, you know, a couple of massive signings that would really transform this, this team and it could finally be time for them to, you know, move up from competing for the Everton Cup and, and up for the uh, European places. But what should fans be nervous about is that yeah. it sounds really familiar. Um, you know, we can't, be, we can't do this every year. Um, if they do make these signings, Carlo basically has to replace that midfield because he's got Richardson up front and Calvert Lewin seems to get my boy seems to improve over the last couple of seasons. He's got a solid backline with Michael Keane, but in the middle, there's it's just the most dire like pedestrian like you know putting the ball around between um uh what was it um, Andre Gomez and uh, Andre Gomez. Uh, Gomez. I, I, you know, Paul Gomez had a broken leg. He played like he had two broken legs for an entire season. They're a bit unlucky last season with um, Gumbaman um, and Delph um, and Gomez all getting injured. So they had absolutely no steel in the middle of midfield. And don't forget that Ancelotti... The Kaiser. The Ketwick Kaiser uh, was just running around like a headless chicken. And and don't Which, forget... Yeah, the, it is... Go on. The, Carlo only came in in December last year. So this is going to be his first full season, which I think is, is critical to the whole equation as well. Gilfie's got about speed, maybe forty-four on FIFA, so he's um, he's no good if you pass the ball to him. And and also, Boys, like, how do we how do we think uh, how do we think Hammers is going to go uh, living in Everton? What what's the uh, in, in Liverpool? What's, oh yeah, in Liverpool. Sorry. <laughs> he's going to live at the club. Yeah, he's going to he's going to live in London and get on the get on the train up to the up to the game every every weekend. He's going to do the Mourinho and just live in the hotel, hotel in yeah. Manchester. He'll probably do what he's done at every club since the 2014 World Cup, where he does not much at all. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a good sort of Latin American, um, you know, community there. Um, you know, nightlife, dancing. That sort I'm of going thing. out on a limb, and I'm saying if Hamid signs for Everton, I think he's gonna bang. That is a big limb. <laughs> is is Moise Keane Moise <laughs> exactly. Keane vibes or who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, well, Moise is apparently on, on the way out. But another young player to watch, um, uh, Anthony Gordon. Uh, yep. He's, looks, you know, although I've, I've said his sort of opportunities might be limited if, if the likes of, uh, of Hannes come in, comes in um, and he's not enjoying uh, life in London too much. Um, what's a successful season for them? I would, I would say Europa League places. Uh, I would say I, I can see them finishing 10th, but it's dependent on signings. Christian, um, Andy, uh, can you see them playing any other formation other than four four two? And um, you know, he's he's obviously looking at Allen because uh, your classic Napoli um, setup. He can just whack him straight back into his usual formation. But can he can he play any other formation than four four two with the current squad? Uh, if he had, uh, the current squad, no. But no. Carlo Carlo's not wedded to a, a a system, so he'll he'll play with what he has. If he's able to bring in Alan Decor, I can see those two actually being a, a great partnership in the middle. So um, he may end up playing playing three of them. I don't know, but it kind of depends on signings. There you go, Alan Decor and Hummers in the in the slot in ten. Oh wow, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Looks, all of a sudden, it looks good, doesn't it? Mm, um, mm. <laughs> also, also things that look good. Um, I, Another I like kazoo. Uh, again, Another the, kazoo kit. Yeah, apart from the kazoo, but uh, but it's it's the um, the Hummel kit. 
Again, I'm going to go out on a limb and I say love... that Hummel are making the best kits in in the Premier League at the moment. Where, where do we boys? Where do we think uh, Hummel are on the uh, kit power kit maker power rankings? Because I would say they're probably second to Kappa. I, I, I love right si- similar there. energy yeah. with the, the chevrons yeah. and the like the use of the logo on the shoulders and on, and on the. the it trim. reminds me of being like Definitely. a ten year old and you get your tracksuit from your local club and it's got the chevrons all the way down the sleeve. Woo. <laughs> Giving me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, thanks, Andy. Um, you can have a bit of a rest, and now you're back again for uh, for Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> like just just like Fulham, I'm back back again for a, a, a brief a brief. Uh, brief uh-huh. um, yeah, so uh, they've got Scott Parker at the helm uh, again. Another another team that has fallen back on a uh, a much loved you know club legend, the young manager. Uh, a, a new hope for, for Fulham. Um, OG listens to the pod. Remember, I got really on Fulham when they got promoted last time. And, um, <laughs> we didn't have to check the tapes that year, which is a shame. Um, yeah, I talked about it for about six weeks, and then it was obvious the season just would not improve, uh, and it was a shit show. So obviously they they come up from the championship, um, and uh, quite unexpectedly, actually. So I think quite expectedly they will be heading mm. straight back down. Um, Inns, they've signed the ultimate championship player in the Premier League, Anthony Knockout. <laughs> they've made that one permanent. Um, Harrison Reed, they've got Mario Lemina, uh, another bang average player. Um, <coughs> yeah, <laughs> Lemon. Lemon. Anthony Robinson, um, <laughs> Jean-Michel um, Seri is back. And they've got Andre Zambo and Guiza has uh, been playing in the Liga on, on loan last season. Uh, I think if Andre Schurler comes out of the sheds, I'm just going to have to patch myself and ask myself which year it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting a season ticket if Schurler sure. comes out of retirement. Yeah, uh, a couple of outs. They've lost um, Luca De La Torre, uh, Terence Congo, Harry Arthur's gone, and uh, Magnus Norman. Uh, so what should... Fulham fans be excited about. Um, I've said being the new Norwich or the old Fulham. So, you know, play with a lot of purpose, uh, do their best to get forward and copying a lot of goals. Um, what should they be nervous about? I've said Mitrovic doing his best work in the in the yoga room and rather than fighting in the box. Um, he scored 11 goals in their last Premier League season. Again, so another player who's built for the Championship and not the Premier League. Harsh, harsh. He scored 26 last year, but I mean, he played, he played the entire season in this one game and scored 11 goals in that Fulham team that was built only to attack. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't got a lot of a lot of hope for this team. I, I, I thought, you know, place for them to watch would be Seri coming back and Anguisa, but apparently <laughs> both of them are for sale. So uh, there's there's just very little, very little to be positive about with this team, apart from maybe their kits, which I like. Um, a successful season. Are they going to do survival. worse or equal to last time they were in the Premier League? Because they were woeful last time they were up. I, 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 I don't yeah. think they can do worse. Didn't yeah. they have the worst ever? Yeah. One of the worst ever records. Yeah, and one of the worst ever starts, I think, as well. Um, yeah, I, I haven't got a lot to be positive about on on this team. Knowing knowing my luck, they'll probably maybe they'll be really good. I don't know. Come on, Andy, give us some positivity, mate. What about the mascot? The mascot is the most positive thing about this team, uh, <laughs> Billy the Badger. Uh, 
<laughs> now, I hadn't seen this story, but I just looked up a photo of him. That's what came up. And, yeah, listeners won't be able to see it, but he, he's, he was... It's a, he's a breakdancing badger in a fallen kit. And in 2008, apparently, he was he was given like a red card and told to get off the pitch because he was breakdancing in the centre circle uh, while they were trying to start the second half. Just an over-exuberant uh, goal celebration or...? No, no, it was just half <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good. Thanks, Andy. I'm sure he would have wore it like a badge of honour. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, Colby. Uh, look, as punishment, uh, you can go up next with Leeds. Uh, Colby, are they going to stay up this season? Take it away. We shall see. Uh, but love them or hate them, uh, it's good to have one of the big boys uh, in English football back in the Prem for the first time since 2004, um, which at the time uh, were where so many Australian fans fell in love with the club, thanks to the likes of Harry Kuehl and Mark Paducah. And Jacob Burns. Uh, and Jacob Burns. <laughs> and Cancel Sheriff. And others. Patrick Kisnorbo. Uh, and despite coming so close the season before last Leeds have managed to hold on to Bielsa and one of the most respected, or who is one of the most respected names in management over recent years, other than King Carlo. Just obviously. a side note on Bielsa, uh, known... Colby. Sorry to interrupt. Um, yeah. You're probably going to touch on it, but his contract situation, what do you make of that? No, I wasn't going to touch on that. What do you make of that? <laughs> well, his, his contract is actually run out. He hasn't signed a new contract yet. It actually ends in like... Well, a couple of months. Well, he's going months to months, isn't he? I mean, it's he's obvious. apparently well, he, he hasn't signed a deal. Leeds want him to sign a two or three year deal, and he refuses to sign it. He wants to only one year. If he really wants to be at Leeds, why doesn't he sign a big contract? Terminate on thirty days' notice is fine. <laughs> so, more lawyer talk. Bielsa's, love it. Bielsa's thirty day uh, <laughs> termination right in his new contract pending. Um, he he is known for his obsessive attention to detail uh, and his innovative opposition scouting methods. Um, but he's if he if he does <laughs> remain if he does Fine. remain an in, he is Got one him. of their biggest ins. Um, in terms of their other big ins, overall they they really look to have added depth in attacking talent as well as locking in what worked for them in the championship last season. Um, the, the big in is, is Rodrigo from Valencia, uh, 26 million pounds, uh, a club record fee. Um, he's a, he's a 29 year old striker from Valencia. They got him on a four year deal. Um, not the most prolific, uh, striker, but looks like a versatile sort of forward half player. Um, I think you're under, underselling this one, Colby. Uh, Barcelona and Atletico Madrid were trying to buy him for 50 million uh, euros last year. He started for Spain, I think last last night or yesterday. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's, he's a Firmino uh, type player. He's not the he's not going to like bang in 20 goals a season, but he's uh, what he what he does bring is the other aspects to his game. That like he's a good player, and I think I think he'll be good for them. But I don't think f- uh, fans should be excited about him. Uh, Scoring twenty plus goals. Wow! <laughs> you think they're going to rely on Patrick? Oh well, that's yeah, yeah. that's to come, boys. Don't, you know, let's not uh, let's not uh, rush things here. <laughs> um, a couple of other other minor or, or big ins as well. Robin Robin Koch, uh, a centre back, um, twenty four, recently broke into the Germany squad. Um, looks like he'll add some real quality to that defence that that I think they'll need in terms of adding 
players that will be at a Premier League level. So I think that's a really good one for them as well. Um, and they've and they've locked in Jack Harrison on another loan from Man City, who's um, a 23-year-old winger, and he played every game in the Championship for Leeds last season. So I think um, he's one that that Bielsa definitely wants around. And they've also locked in um, Helder Costa from Wolves on a permanent, who they had um, on loan last year, who will give them depth in that position. Um, in terms of the the sort of overall review. Obviously, Bielsa is pretty tactically flexible, as we know. Loves to do a deep dive into the opposition. Um, known for direct, fast counterattacks and his uh, 3-1-3-3 formation. Um, fans should be excited just about being back in the Prem for the first time after a 16-year hiatus. Um, and keeping the squad together. They've, they've kept most of the, the squad together that got them up. Um, but they should be nervous about being in the Prem for the first time after 16 years and sticking with the same squad that got them up. So, uh, you know, when you've been away for such a long time, you don't exactly come up with a, a squad full of Premier League players. So this is going to be a real test for Bielsa's um, managerial chops to see if he can... I mean, unless he brings in a couple more star players, he's, he's really going to need to see what he can get out of these guys in the Prem. One to watch. Patrick Bamford, boys. You wanted to, you wanted to hear about him. Uh, the Leeds striker scored 16 goals um, in their promotion-winning championship campaign last season, but a lot of pundits don't really rate him as Premier League quality, and maybe Bielsa doesn't either because he's got in Rodrigo. So um, he'll be 27 Today's this his year. Birthday, so uh, I mean, I guess so with he's the 27 today. Yeah, happy birthday to oh, wow. Patrick wow. Bamford today. Um, so I mean, <laughs> with, with the has got the reminder he's fine. Just flash up now, Dave. <laughs> From your number one fan, Damo. Patrick Bamford's Damo's boy. You heard it here first. Um, uh, so I mean, this is, it's now or never really for him in the, in the Premier League. If if he's if he's gonna if he's gonna prove himself as Premier League quality, he's got to do it um, when they're up now and and with some real uh, quality opposition in competition with him. So um, th that'll be a, a good one to watch throughout the season. Um, what a successful season for Leeds would be would be staying up, obviously, and, and trying to stabilise back in the Premier League and re-establish themselves as, as a Premier League club. Um, where I think they'll finish, I think they'll surprise a few. Uh, they might have a scare or two throughout the season, but they'll, they'll come in around 16th. In terms of the kit, boys, uh, this, this one, look, it's got to be it's got to be three out of ten for me. New kit maker and new sponsor. The, you know the all white Leeds kit is a, is an icon of the Premier League. Um, you know it's the first Leeds kit that's going to be made by Adidas. Pretty hard to fuck up, you'd think. Like what? Think what, is, what even is the sponsor? <laughs> well, yeah, I can't understand. I'm glad, I'm glad you asked because I've I've done a bit of digging. I've done a bit of digging. It's sponsored by uh, you know a special purpose vehicle of an Isle of Man based online bookmaker, Spotop. And they look like they've put as much effort into designing this logo as Adidas have at slapping on the three stripes on the shoulders and calling it a day. So <laughs> that just sounds like a money laundering uh, front. Yeah. Big, big yep. They've just paid for Rodrigo, haven't they? Big yep. But their, their mascot boys, it's another story. He's an eight out of 10. Lucas the cop cat. Um, he's a snow leopard, and he's not the first big cat that's piqued my interest since lockdown. Um, and he's certainly deserving of, of that uh, space in my heart. He's got plenty of street cred too. Leeds fans might remember him, squ him squaring up to Roy Keane when he came uh, to Ellen Road as the new Sunderland manager in 2006. And he's the only mascot I know of who's completed the crossbar challenge. So there you go. <laughs>
What are the other Very big good. cats that have piqued your interest during lockdown? Tiger about? King, obviously, Joe. Uh, right. That felt like, oh, that felt like years ago. Yeah, Sorry. That was, that, was, that was last year. Was that this lockdown? I thought it was the last lockdown. Colby, um, what about uh, Calvin Phillips-Harris? Uh, Who? How's he going to go in the Premier League? Obviously, comes with a massive reputation. Is he going to cut it? I, th- I, actually, I think he will. I think he's one of the players um, from that squad who will stand up. He's obviously the linchpin of... <laughs> Calvin Harris. Jesse's yes, he, yes, he, yes, in now. There he is. <laughs> Jesse was just having a little kip after that big beer. <laughs> Uh, I think Calvin Harris will do a very good job in the Premier League. I think if any, if any, um, other than um, Patrick Bamford, who, who there's another big question mark over, if any of these Leeds players from last year are going to stand up this year, I think it will be will be him. He, he's he's the linchpin to the way Bielsa likes to play. The, the the sort of guy who receives the ball, comes deep, receives the ball, and then um, either shields it or, or plays it up with some pretty high vertical passes, um, you know, to to penetrate. I, th- I think he'll do a good job because, yeah, he's a, uh, he's, a, he's a pretty highly rated young player. Very good. Uh, I think uh, on the topic of Calvin <laughs> Harris, I think any he'd be any manager's <laughs> dream in the Premier League because I think any anyone would be able to get a tune out. <laughs> he's going to really keep the tempo up in the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> At least 120 beats. Per <laughs> he hangs around the base of midfield. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed the first half of More Than a Game's Premier League season preview pod. More Than a Game is also running a fantasy Premier League competition this year. Um, this time around, there's going to be a cash prize, um, provided you pay the $10 entry fee. Um, now, the prize or prizes, depending on how many entries we get, uh, will be made up of the total combined fee. So basically, look, we won't be making any money out of this. It's basically to make things a little bit more interesting uh, for our listeners. Um Get in touch with us on Twitter or Facebook if you want to get involved. Uh, we'll also be advertising on the socials in the lead up to the first match on Saturday when the competition cutoff occurs. Um, now, in terms of the second half of More Than a Game's Premier League season preview, that'll be uploaded in the next 24 hours or so, so don't miss that in the lead up to Saturday's first match. Um, in the meantime, enjoy the football. Mm-hmm.